Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. up everybody welcome back to never made varsity i am no longer spooky colbs i am go to the pole colbs <laughs> you can find me on twitter at colby complains which is all one word what's up y'all my name is north turners the man of my dreams and you can find me on twitter <laughs> at d underscore river underscore o how can a man happy christmas north... season everybody <laughs> bodied how can a man named Norv be the man of your dreams when he play calls like he does for the Panthers okay but his name is Norv and your name's Aaron I, now that we've said the obvious things <laughs> okay no comment hey everybody once again it's me Maverick Find me on social media at heartbreak <laughs> underscore underscore kid. I just didn't miss a beat. <laughs> Happy Christmas season, everybody. It's time for cheer. It's Chris Mahana Kwanzaa season. <laughs> and Festivus. Um, my name but is who Aaron. Who's Festivus for? The rest of us. Anyways, my name is Aaron. And you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. So, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's that's my cue to talk. Um, yeah, it's been a while. We took the week off. I think we needed it, you. honestly. We've been working yeah. to recover from that last episode. We've do y'all hear an echo? Yes, I do hear Just a little bit. I think it's you, David. Is it me? I'm, I got my headphones on. I don't hear an echo when you talk, which is why I agree. Okay, hold on. Let me change things. Let me let me switch things up. Y'all talk. I'll be right back. Yeah. Um. Just mute yourself while you're fixing stuff. Because I still hear the echo. Uh, okay. So, um. yeah. Aaron, Mav, how have y'all been? been a long work week it's officially christmas season at my job uh, we have a candlelight christmas evenings that has started saturday so it's going to be pretty busy uh through about the first week of january but it's very exciting i get to go through bitmore house on tuesday as a part of like an employee uh training kind of thing it'll be pretty cool nice celebrate christmas <laughs> and get paid doing it Aaron, how are you? How's school? It's going. I schedule for classes on Wednesday. And then it'll be that time of the year where I'm like, 
I'm so excited for next semester. I know that the classes that I take, I'm going to love so much more than the classes I ended up hating by the end of the semester last semester. Oh, wait, you mean you like registered yesterday? No, I, I register on Wednesday. But today's Thursday, so you mean you registered yesterday? Oh, yes, yesterday? I registered yesterday. <laughs> what classes did you get? knock on wood, it all went great. I registered for music and politics. Um, I registered for mathematical methods for quantitative biology. Yuck. I registered for statistics for environmental scientists. And I registered for a class that I don't remember the title of. And band. <laughs> Knock on wood, it all went well. All green circles. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, it is. No. We back. We back. How are you? Me? I'm doing great. It's we're we're hitting November. I I work. I think there's only one full week of school in November. So oh, I am nice. I am living. So yeah. Yeah. Colps, how have I'm you been do- doing? I'm good. I'm good. We had our first um, basketball game of the year. Um, so that's going to start y'all being win? a thing that I'm doing on a regular. Uh, yeah, it was um exhibition against Greensboro College. Or, oh, Guilford College. Guilford College. Lit. But yeah, we won. And um, first home game is against Wofford. So wait, we pl- so 10th. UNC plays Wofford first and then y'all play him? <laughs> gotcha. Yep. I I hate Fletcher that man McGee. so much. Thing. Oh god. So so much. <laughs> but we'll talk about that in the wait, and we've already spoken about, already that, about already. that. We already talked about that. Um yeah. So, is it time to jump into As Corbin Blue would do. Content. Jump in. I'm going to go out of order on Gets. the on the rundown if that's cool with y'all because I yeah, want to talk that's fine. I want to talk about horror television. Okay. Because there is a lot right now. Um, Aaron, you are watching American Horror Story this season, right? Yeah, I'm not watching the current season. Megan and I just started it like two, three weeks ago. Uh, So I just finished. Yeah, I finished season one and we're midway through season two. Uh, Season one was hashtag scary. The time for spooks is over. I was spooked. October 31st is past. It's Christmas okay. time. No time <laughs> for spooks. But we still have momentum in it. <laughs> isn't, I've heard, isn't this season all about the Mark of the Beast? Or something I don't like know. I'm, sure. I'm six years behind. <laughs> oh. I think Asylum is the best season of AHS. That's what I'm on I right now. I also stopped watching after Freak Show. Uh, I didn't really like the beginning of Asylum, but after the storm, it's picked up a lot for me. But the first season, I really, really liked, even though it was really, really scary. And we also only watched episodes, like, at midnight, which was not a good choice from a scary perspective. Are you a scary movies person? Is that something you do on the reg? No. I mean... I just never even tried watching them, so it's not like I actively avoided them. I don't know. I'm still deciding whether or not I like scary things. Um, but I'm glad you're liking it. I think, like, like I said, Asylum is good. Um, Coven is fun. Uh, Freak Show, I... I heard that one's bad. 
Yeah, I, I didn't love Freak Show, and then I never felt the need to keep watching after that. I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I think the best part of the season for American Horror Story um, is the promo beforehand, and it's all just kind of <laughs> downhill after that. Uh, speaking of not finding the need to come back, I haven't caught back up on Riverdale since I went on that rant after the first episode. I've missed several episodes of that. Which I've listened to. I kind of like this season. I think it's kind of fun. <laughs> of the few clips that I've seen, I, um, I, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's all over I, the place is what it is. It is all over the place, but I think it has stopped taking itself as seriously as it tried to do in season two. And I'm very about that. Um, so yeah. I'm I'm for it. I'm going to keep watching it. I'm kind of hate watching it, but I'm enjoying hate watching it enough that I'm going to keep watching. So, Yay, Riverdale. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I watched you The and, Haunting of Hill House. You and everybody's mother. Oh, I heard about all. that. Yeah, so I don't do horror. It's scary, and I don't like being scared. <laughs> I heard it was really good so I watched the first episode and I said wow that was really scary but also interesting um, I'll try it again tomorrow um, and then I went on to watch an episode a day for the past like 10 days <laughs> um, until I finished the series uh, and it was really good I really liked it it's a story about trauma and family and how families deal with trauma and also, there's lots of spooky ghosts. Uh, but it was good. Every time I, really I see it on Netflix, I think it says The Haunting of Hill Hall. And I'm like, does this take place at Carolina? It might. It might. That seems like it would be not scary at all. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that elevator is scary. That is scary. Yeah. Did I tell you about the time that um, I was I made a short film and we shot a scene in there as a jail cell? <laughs> I was in that film. You did not tell me that. That's funny. I was in said jail cell. I was the baddie. Yeah. Mav was the bad guy in my western. Uh, I got a good grade on that project, by the way. So thanks, Mav. Yes. Someone's gonna dig that up. <laughs> later in our lives <laughs> like <laughs> we're gonna become actors and be like you want these people to act hey i that was a screenwriting credit for me i was not <laughs> in that <laughs> i was not in that movie at all um but i also watched the chilling adventures of sabrina um produced by the same people as riverdale have y'all are y'all going to watch it have y'all watched it hard maybe S- mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, first, did y'all watch the old Sabrina? Not really. Um, With Harvey and the talking cat and um, Aunt Zelda and Aunt Hilda. This is not that Sabrina at all, whatsoever. It is dark. It is spooky. Uh, Salem doesn't talk, which is kind of sad. Um, I miss my sassy Salem sometimes, but 
it's a really interesting show. It kind of suffers from the same problem as Riverdale, where um, I hate the main character, but everyone <laughs> else I kind of I kind of deal with. <laughs> Sabrina is just really annoying, uh, but I, I like Ambrose, who's like her cousin, who's black, and I want to see that family tree. Um, and. I don't know. It's just a good time. It's a good lighthearted spooky that you can watch at night and still sleep through it. So I check it out. I think it's worth watching. Um, I still have two episodes left. Carla and I will probably watch those sometime this week, but really digging. Um, till you, till is it like supernatural spooky? But is it that kind of, is it that kind of spooky? Yes. Yeah. Well, they're all Satanists. Like, the, the witches in this universe, like, they're all, like, worship um, the devil. So, so it kind of has, like, a like an exorcist kind of vibe okay. where there's, then like, yes. demons. That sounds like and, supernatural. <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, people with goat heads. Um, yeah. But I like it. I think it's good. I think it's interesting. Um, yeah. Well, nice. Watch, watch Sabrina. But I wanted to talk about horror TV in general because I myself find it easier to get myself to watch horror TV than to watch horror movies. And I was wondering if anyone else had that same experience. I don't really watch horror movies, but I feel like in theory, on paper, I would agree with that because horror TV, you have like max one hour at a time. So like, even if you're binge watching, you have time to take breathers. Whereas a horror movie, you've got two to two and a half hours all at once. And you can't really step away unless you're going (laughs) to pee. (laughs) I mean, I generally refrain, but I would kind of go on Aaron's point. Like, at least with TV, it'd be easier to watch. Because, like I said, it's more short first with commercials so you can gather yourself That's how... after a big spook. Although I will say that watching three hours of American Horror Story in a row at late at night in a dark apartment and then going to the bathroom and seeing a flash in the mirror, I still have a little mini heart attack. I mean, I was in the bathroom, so I was peeing. <laughs> no, nope. but that's my that's that, that's kind of my like logic <laughs> when I nope. talk about like playing horror video. Ga- like, I don't particularly like watching horror movies, but I'll actually play horror video games. Like, Dead Space is one of my favorite games ever, but it also made my it made me piss my it made me piss myself like oh, every I ten seconds. So, it, it, it's <laughs> a genuinely scary game. Uh, so it's like because like at least when I get spooked, I can pause and I'm like, oh my god. And like take two seconds to like recapture my <laughs> myself or recompose myself. Um, back before we knew um, Toby Turner was a piece of garbage on YouTube, I was watching his Let's Play. Oh, it's a buscus. of Dead Space Two, and I I had to watch it in like five minute bursts so i can't even imagine it's it's, it was stressful bro i'll tell you right now it was stressful (laughs) but yeah that's my logic behind it um 
know. I want to see Hereditary because it's probably going to be one of those movies for award season that probably gets some attention. But it's, I heard it's real scary, like Hill House scary, and I don't know if I can do that for two hours. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if I man up to it. I will say that I did see A Quiet Place in theaters, and I did really enjoy watching that. Oh, I can't do it in theaters. Theaters? No, I need to have an escape. I need to be able to leave if I have to, if I can. Aaron, were you with me in Austin when we went and saw it? No, we saw. That, I saw. We I saw with saw Megan. It. We saw uh, the uh, the virtual reality one. Yeah, yeah, that's what we saw. Never mind. But no, in that theater, like especially mine with like big surround sound, any kind of horror film with like the looming music, that always gets me. I can't do it. The thing about so I noticed the thing that I hate most about horror media is that they do this thing where they hold on like a corridor in like a really wide shot for like 15 seconds and it's dark and you're just waiting for something to happen and then they cut to something loud yeah but i know not exactly scary what you mean in the next shot and i hate it so much yeah like, if you're going to scare me, like, actually scare me instead of making me feel silly for jumping at somebody. It could be like somebody at the dentist or something, <laughs> and I would still be like, ah! <laughs> I also think that part of my determination on what I can handle scary-wise also is based on, like, the realism of it. So, like, season one of American Horror Stories really scared me because, like, I... In, I've been living in my apartment only since, like, August, so, like, while I'm very comfortable here, and I've been here for about three months now, it's still only been three months. It's not like this is my forever home, so, like, like in season one of American Horror Stories where they're in an unfamiliar place and all that stuff starts happening, it's like you can imagine that happening where I am, whereas, like, a quiet place I could separate myself from because I don't see that happening. And also, if it happens, let him go. You better not. (laughs) <laughs> um yeah anything goes with horror stuff it's spooky season is over so I'm gonna finish Sabrina and not watch anything scary for the rest of forever so <laughs> we should talk about Aaron is oh, a commercial yeah. star yeah, uh, there this? was a there was <laughs> a new entire trumpet section. Actually, I just put that up. Yeah, there stars. was a new campaign for Carolina ad that the oh. trumpet section was featured in, and I was featured in numerous. One I just to loved two it because I saw snippets. trumpets and I saw marching, and then someone suddenly stopped, looks at the camera, and starts talking, and I was like, uh, and then like one shot later, I see Aaron's like <laughs> like Aaron's body marching across the field. I was like, what's happening here? Heck yeah. I'm famous. And I also noticed I other band people in the crowd. Like, that they... I'm assuming that they were yeah. like, hey, we need the marching band. We only need the trumpet section. And everyone else go to the stands. So. Yeah. Fair enough. Basically. Um, Where did Walrus, they shoot that? Like, well, during they shot, No, they shot it the day before FDOC in Keenan Stadium early in the morning. So, like, when it wasn't being used. Hmm. 
It was just like a volunteer thing. Gotcha. But yeah, it was fun, and I got a Chipotle gift card out of it. <laughs> but an athlete can't make money off That's of nice. their own personal you brand. You mean those aren't authentic? <laughs> that wasn't authentic passion about the campaign for Carolina? Uh, I didn't say anything. Well, I said we're for teamwork. I am for teamwork. That's authentic. <laughs> There's not an I in team, but there is one in win. Uh, should we call an audible? Um, well, while we're still on spooky stuff, we could talk about yeah, my experience I heard something on very spooky happen to you, Aaron. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, so Megan and I went as Mike and Eleven from Stranger Things, and naturally Ginger, Ginger. she was Ginger, Mike Ginger. and I was Eleven, and I wore a dress, which I acquired from a thrift shop, it was very comfortable, and I wore a very itchy wig, <laughs> uh, and we were walking from a trumpet thing to Franklin Street for Halloween, and we were waiting at a stoplight, and someone in a car uh, drives by us and is like, I like your dress. And it was my first ever experience being catcalled, and I was a little shook. <laughs> oh. and did you respond? No, I was too shook. I genuinely don't have the words. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't I I don't know what how to respond. To I still this. don't yeah. know how to respond to it, and it was four days ago. So five audible. Days ago. <laughs> this, this feels like a landmine. We should audible out of this. <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to audible this conversation. Conversation. So sponsored by Audible. <laughs> uh, so this um, next segment, not the last one, this segment is brought to you by Audible. Uh, for you, the listeners who have never made varsity, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I've listened to Their Eyes Were Watching God by Zora Neale Hurston or Tar Heel through Audible, and you can download it or another audiobook free by trying audible.com. Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nmvpod for your free audiobook. So. So, let's let's dip our toes into international <laughs> just, politics. Just a, just a um, little dip into the pond. <laughs> <so laughs> just a little dip into the kayfabe world of international politics. So, WWE has been expanding their, na- their international brand. Um everywhere pretty much but they had their first um pay-per-view event in saudi arabia uh the crown jewel pay-per-view event Matt, do you want to go more in depth before i make myself sound silly for talking about wrestling yes to add on what you're saying indeed wwe is just a growing brand as a whole and so they have expanded their markets all really across not only in competition with other like rising organizations, mainly New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, just sort of like expanding their horizons. Like they have just started um, basically a new territory in the UK where they have filming now. And so they're apparently trying to set up basically like a developmental system worldwide where they can have training centers and major points, uh, 
all around the world and they can take the best talents and then they ultimately funnel them to WWE. And, I mean, for years, Saudi Arabia has been a huge market for WWE. I mean, the officials and people of Saudi Arabia are just really big fans. And so, finally, I can uh, movement. So, there actually was one previously in Saudi Arabia that was just a couple of months ago. Um, it was the Greatest Royal That's Rumble. Right. Yes, uh, I forgot about that. So this was right. the That's why one I gave place. this topic to you <laughs> instead of making myself sound more silly by talking about wrestling. <laughs> no. So, well, the first one was definitely a little bit more success, but this one was just mired almost from the beginning because especially once we had the news um, of the Washington, uh, was Washington Post reporter. A journalist uh, Jamal, being Jamal Khashoggi, um, yes. who, who lost his life um, at the hands of... Saudi officials. It definitely caused a lot of controversy, and especially among the fan base itself in the coming weeks promoting the event. There was more booze in the crowd uh, when they were trying to promote the event. And it turns out the, per- the pay-per-view took place last Friday, uh, and it was a bit of a disappointment, to be honest. Uh, not only like was it already not popular with fan base, even some wrestlers, namely John Cena, and Daniel Bryan actually refused to go uh, to perform. Both of them had major matches on the pay-per-view and uh, refused to go, and they had the force to switch out uh, those matches on a short-term notice. Um, but the matches themselves ended up falling really flat. Um, and so it's definitely so, just caused a lot of controversy. So I wonder if this pay-per-view happens without um, the new streaming service for WWE being kind of a... I kind of want to say like a safety net for their pay-per-views where they don't have to rely on people buying the pay-per-view to make money off of it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Do y'all have any thoughts on that? That just crossed my mind as as you were talking about it. I mean, I thought the big issue, though... Even with the service having somewhat of a safety net, the problem was it was on at noon on Friday. So almost no one could really could even use the network to watch it unless they were not working that day. Because usually pay-per-views are at 7, 8 o'clock on Sundays when everybody's off. So, mm-hmm. I mean, apparently viewership was just naturally low across the board, not only at the pay-per-view, but on from the network itself. But I think it, this just extends to just sports in general, you know, having these kind of events in of course, in areas that of, of various political and um, geographical controversy. Do y'all see the WWE taking, I mean, it is taking a PR hit, but do you think that bothers any of their, their business? Because John Cena did not go to Crown Jewel because he's like, at least to me, from to me who knows about wrestling but not an avid fan of it, he seems like the all-American military appreciation dude for WWE. So I feel like him going to Saudi Arabia, as silly as it sounds, is a political statement, which is, I think, part of the reason he didn't go. So do you think that these... Having events in places like that do you think that has a lasting impact on the sport of WWE? I think this was a bruise 
to be quite honest. And really, there was other controversy with the first event in that um, there were zero women's matches at the first event just because of the the culture of Saudi Arabia. They mm-hmm. they actually had an event in Dubai, if I'm not mistaken, where it was the first women's match ever in Dubai. Uh, it was between Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss. They actually had to wear full body suits, which is outside of their attire, just to fit regu- the regulations of Dubai's like uh, laws and regulations in order to fight. And so it's also like a commentary on that kind of stuff too, where fan, it, it, like I said, a lot of fans ended up not liking the decision to stay just as more pressure was put on but in also another way people have considered it as WWE being somewhat of a a branch of our government trying to promote change in the places that they are entertaining Um, like I said uh, one of the things they in the deal uh, with the Saudis to have this uh, in Saudi Arabia they had a female commentator that was at the, that was ringside doing uh, the announcing, um, sort of things like that, trying to introduce all of those kind of different aspects in a way to change the culture, hopefully. But whether it works or not remains to be seen. It's interesting, interesting uh, for sure. Matt, uh, you Matt has been talking. Uh, Aaron, David, do y'all do y'all have any thoughts on it? I am uh, not as well-versed on this topic, so I'm going to take one for the team and uh, not talk about things that I don't know anything about. (laughs) Which more people should do. (laughs) What a concept. (laughs) I'm also not as well-versed as I used to be on WWE, but I do think that from what I know about it, it seems like the timing was not a great move, although there's not really a way to overcome that. Because it's like how in the Olympics, you when it's like in China, we watch taped uh, events and stuff, or when it was in London, because we're not going to watch something at four in the morning. And like, they show them live, but most Americans watch big events hours after they happen. And I don't think that there's, I guess that they could have done that for this event for WWE because it's not like it was like the Royal Rumble or like WrestleMania. But, I don't know. How are we doing on time? I have six minutes. But y'all can okay. keep going without me. So, is there anything else on the rundown you wanted to talk about before we move on to something else? I, don't want to leave I talked something. about all of my stuff, so I'm Bud Light. <laughs> uh, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> we need a show killer sound. Um, <laughs> Matt, but you went to a wrestling event last week. <laughs> yes, I did. That I was not to... Crown Jewel. You did not fly to the Middle East. No, in fact, they... Before, this was the week prior to Crown Jewel, they were in Asheville, North Carolina, my hometown. They went to the U.S. Cellular Center, put on a really great show. Uh, I sat ringside. I know a lot of you, a lot of the listeners probably have never watched wrestling and never dabbled in it. If you had a chance to go to one, 
a live event that's non-televised is the way to go. Um, because it's at these events when the cameras are not on them, they definitely put the E in WWE, in case you don't know this, World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, and so it's just a lot of fun, more funny. It's more entertaining than it, than actual fighting, I guess. But being ringside, like one and sort of the way, best way to explain it for that y'all might understand, like how televised episodes of wrestling is canon, whereas live house shows are not canon. So they kind of like break character more. Like there was a character that is one of them. Like he acts mean and doesn't do anything, and he was singing Freebird. <laughs> Terribly, I might add, but he was singing Freebird uh, in order to agitate the crowd. Um, there was just a whole bunch of funny stuff. Like the quote, the uh, the highlight of the night. Um, one of my favorite wrestlers uh, was fighting. He's the WWE champion, AJ Styles. They were fighting out around the ring, and he was throwing him into the steps and everything. And he started dragging him towards me. And I was, I'm being ringside. There's just a small like bike rack barricade between me and them. I stand up and I point my finger on the barricade. And I looked and I connected eyes with him. And I said, throw him here. And he's like, well, if you say so. And he ran him right towards me and threw him right into the barricade. And so the <laughs> guy like smacked right into me. And like, he kind of like spazzed, like trying to like freak me out. He went like, in my face. Like, we were face to face. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I had to. Did you get some sweat on you? Just a little bit. A lot of the hair sweat <laughs> got on me, but a bunch of the crowd laughed. That that was the highlight. <laughs> so I, if you have the opportunity, it's really cool. Definitely more entertaining side than the fighting side. Cool, cool. Um, so I just remembered something that I did or that I saw a couple weeks ago. I think, yeah, last week. Have y'all seen the trailer for the movie no. Escape Room? I've not, but I've, I've done not. two escape rooms this month. We so, sucked at our escape room in Charlotte for the NCAA tournament. I'm two for two this school year. Or I guess this past couple weeks. There is a movie coming out early next year called Escape Room. It is a psychological thriller. Um about people in an escape room and they got to get out and but it's like a killer escape room like you actually like you actually have to get out of there and it looks really interesting that is so interesting check out that trailer i have not done an escape room uh my boss said we were going to do an escape room back when i was an ra and we never did it so mo i'm upset and, <laughs> and we should have done an escape room. And I'll totally come back to Chapel Hill to do an escape room if you pay for it. Um, so, yeah, watch that trailer and tell me what you think of it. And we can talk about it next week because I think it has some interesting ideas. But Red Dead Redemption is now out. Okay, wait, before you start, I'm going to leave. Um, so hold down the fort without me. I'll talk to you all next week or in a couple hours, whichever comes first. Sure, sure thing, bud. So, yeah. Bye. See you, bud. <laughs> cool. So, Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead. Oh, my gosh. Red Dead so, Redemption 2. I 
when did preloaded you get yours, it, David? The day before it came out, and then I played it. I didn't play it at midnight, but I played it the next day after I got off from work. What about you? What are you like? What are your first? So reactions? it was it's just a, a little bit of a learning curve for me because, it, which is weird because I I played the first Red Dead, um, but like getting back into it, and I haven't played GTA in a while, so I had to get back used to like that kind of clunky movement <laughs> style that Rockstar has, um, and then. Yeah. I 100% had to get used to driving or like riding horses because I would start and then I think every couple of minutes I would run into a tree or a rock or something and go flying off. So it was a little bit of a learning curve. Um, but once you get into the flow of things, it, it, it picks up really quickly as far as like gameplay. Um, as far as story, I'm really liking the story and I love hey. the callbacks or I guess calls forward because it's a prequel. Um but I mean, having John Marston yeah. in there, the same voice actor, um, I love Arthur Morgan and his stupid accent. Um, and there's just a lot of cool things, but if you want to take it, go for it. For me, like starting off, I, I did appreciate how they basically use the first act to basically do all the tutorials for you. And they kind of integrate it into the missions in a way so that you're not just doing full tutorials all at once but they're also integrating it into the overarching story. But one thing, I don't know about you, that first act... It is a lot. I was exhausted. Basically, to set up for those that have not been able to play, not to be completely spoilery or anything, basically, some stuff's gone down. Hasn't turned out well for the uh, Vanderlyn gang, which you are a part of, and you're in some mountains, uh, and you're hiding Say from no the Say no to gangs. So... You have to fight your way off the mountain, and you have to do all a bunch of stuff. Uh, but yeah, in terms of the story, like I really, really love the story, and it makes me care for the characters almost instantly. Like it made me immediately harken back to Red Dead Redemption One, um, and it just makes a more emotional impact when I see certain things or hear uh, reference to things that I've heard in the first game. And also, not to be spoilery, naturally, with any kind of prequel, there are going to be more characters than are in the the quote-unquote sequel. And so there is a lot of dramatic irony when you find out why those people aren't in the first one. Yes. Um, but unlike Rogue One, well, I guess kind of like Rogue One, I did appreciate how, for those that didn't make it, they were very unceremonious in their passing. Like how they try to be, how it tries to be in like cinematic universes, how if they are an important somewhat main character that they have to go out ceremoniously, where in this one, people just go. And you don't even have time to think about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm starting to kind of hit that point in the story. Um, I'm taking a little bit of time to to go explore the world and, and hunt and fish and do all the extra stuff, um, which by the way, um, if you haven't learned this already, Maverick, hunting on horseback makes everything about 20 million times easier. Don't even bother getting off your horse unless it's for a legendary animal. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, exactly. I just chased them down and hit them with a the bow. And so when, when, and then... when you start doing – Oh, yeah, I figured like, that Like try out. to get perfect perfect pelts and stuff like that, just don't even bother getting off the horse. It's, it's not worth it. Um, speaking of horses, uh, you can have a bond with your horse. Not in that way, you perv, but – <laughs> you can have a friendship with your horse and you know the more like cl the closer you are to your horse the more stamina it has the more health it has 
Um, but your horse is very much expendable. Um, my horse uh, is named Lauren. Uh, hey, Lauren, I told you this already. Um, but uh, about <laughs> 10 minutes after I got max bonding with my horse, um, I accidentally hit a rock. And apparently brain damage is a thing in this world. And my horse died. And so I so, – Oh, no. So, and it's permadeath. So I found an autosave from like, ten, like 30 minutes before, and I reloaded it because I was not losing my horse. But it's just that kind of stuff. So you didn't huh? want Lauren too. I did not want Lauren too. You didn't want Lauren too. Um, so the thing about this game is that it has like a really, it has a, a dedication to realism that a lot of other games don't particularly go for. Um, almost to a fault, in my opinion. Like, okay, so like the only thing like that I have a huge issue with is. Okay, so I just kill an animal. I have a pelt. I want to go sell it or use it for crafting. I have to go take my butt all the way across the map to the trapper who's in this remote area on the other side of the map and sell it. And the thing about that is that your pelts, if you leave them on your horse too long, go bad. Like, they'll start rotting. And so it's like this thing. It's just that that level of realism I don't need because then it creates an inconvenience for me. And there's a couple of things, mechanics in the game that – are realistic but it's like i'm playing a video game can i please just play this video game and not be like wow so realistic <laughs> also with your horse um you could start a mission and if it doesn't require your horse the horse is going to stay where you left it so if your mission takes you um a mile or so across that horse is not just going to be there and you can't just no. call it um if it's not out of your range you gotta go get it just come to you like normal games <laughs> So you have to walk to get it, or steal uh, steal a horse and try to like escape the law. Like even well, running yeah. into somebody what's the highest can get you a bounty. What's the highest bounty game? you've racked up that so far? That can be annoying too. Oh really? Dead or alive? I know that there's you start off with a dead or alive yes. in Blackwater, but um, I think the highest like I was like mm -hmm. four fifty or something like that in New Hanover. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I robbed mm -hmm. a store and. But who had a shady business, mm -hmm. and I killed everybody in there and <laughs> got my money, yes. but... <laughs> and they have those in every city where, like, you can uncover a plot of sorts, and you can not necessarily yeah, exactly. get in trouble if you rob them. But there is a lot of reels. We haven't even touched oh, yeah, on the great. graphics. Holy crap. Like, I swear, there's some of, like, the mountain scenes... Um, near Valentine, like with the big, like the white looking rock structures where it literally looks like you're in a VR and you're just kind of moving in the VR. It's really it cool. If you ever look up at night, it, it's really cool seeing all the constellations and the, you can kind of see the Milky Way sometimes. Uh, and it's just like that kind of dedication to realism. Mm -hmm. I love going halfway across the map to one trapper. Not really my thing for realism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like I, it takes a while. I'm just waiting for them to get character models right because everything does look really good except sometimes the character models don't look the best so as soon as and that's what that's not just like a red dead problem that's like all video games so i feel like as soon as like some studio figures out how to get character models to not to just cross the uncanny valley like it'll be um It'll be good. I'm trying to think. There was one level. There was one extra level to the realism that I was trying to remember that I wasn't a huge fan of. Shoot. 
Oh, uh, sorry. It was uh, my thing. I oh, go ahead, go ahead. My biggest thing while you're thinking is that just, that's another thing I was going to say is that a lot. Really. A lot of the mechanics aren't really explained well, and sometimes they'll try and tell you something in the corner of the screen while something's going on on the screen, and so you can't keep your eyes on both sides, and you miss it, and that's like the only hint you get towards it, and you miss it. But uh, my other thing was um, <laughs> having to eat like consistently to keep up your and eat and bathe to keep up yes. your weight and uh stay clean that stuff i'm just like wow okay like i like it's cool the first couple times and then it's like i'm like 13 hours 14 hours in the game i'm like dang it i need to take a bath pro tip i have a really nice suit that i always wear if you just click another does it clean thing, it okay go right back i'll just do that then Cause I'm wearing my I'm wearing my bear hat. Y'all winner. I have a, I killed the the legendary bear from that no, one I'm mission just... with and then and I'm wearing the head. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, that's one of the coolest things I think in the game. But also the strangers. That's something that Rockstar just gets every single time, especially in GTA Five. They have it in the same thing with this game where they have all these random encounters that you can make um, as you're going across the world. Have you stopped by the man that was fishing? No, I have not. the horseshoe yet? Okay, cool. <laughs> I'll let you see that one for yourself. There's some very Oh, wait, no, no, wait. No, you know what? I actually I did see that one. Now I know what you're talking about. A... Yes, I did see that one. Yep. And then also I came across um, a little rally. Oh, uh, you know what I did for that? They were... I'll say I saved the game and I went... <laughs> I let I let the chopper go off on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeehaw! Well, you, Made the blinky just, go yeehaw. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing you do though, um, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and spoil this one because this one's just too funny. Um, if you just stand there during that initiation, um, someone starts catching on fire and it freaks them all out and they start running away and they like start throwing their it's, stuff. It's pretty funny. Yeah. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. We should rap. We should rap. Basketball is my favorite sport. Um, get like our, get Red Dead, though. Uh, oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you meant, like, rap with an R. Like, R-A-P. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to find us, you can do that at tinyurl.com slash nevermadevarsity. Leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Anything you liked or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at nevermadepod. Thank you to Audible for Smart sponsoring the show for your very day trial go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod thank you to david cutter for the music bye-bye and we'll see y'all next week see ya